silence. This is the beginning of the day, and Saturday, tomorrow is the last day. So this perception is not of time. And then we have our mind, when we think of tomorrow, then we mind start thinking in terms of leaving, of what we have to do in the future. So reflect on that and just the sense of today, the last you know, last day really of the retreat tomorrow, the kind of finale. And these, just what does that, that type of thought, how does that, what is, what is the feeling, what happens to your mind, what, what do you do with, with that idea of the, the last day? of retreat. To notice just how how perceptions uh, have very uh, power in things. We can just the, the thought of the last day can send us into a whole stream of thought. Or tomorrow tomorrow we go after the meal we all separate and go back to our homes. What does that perception do? Right now, you're sitting here in this room, Amravati Retreat Center Shrine Room, and yet just a thought like that can send you off into a whole kind of proliferation. So that's a reflection, isn't it? You're reflecting on not saying that you shouldn't do that, that is a kind of normal human uh, conscious experience. We have uh, pressing the buttons. We, can, we all have our things that, you know, certain perceptions that send us off into all kinds of extreme emotions. Think of somebody you really like, you know, perception of somebody you really like. And then the mind tends to, when you, right now, if you're thinking of someone you like, then the tendency to, to think in positive terms, isn't it? And then think of somebody you can't stand. And those are perceptions, aren't they? The, the people, they aren't here. Don't think of anybody here. Somebody's not here. <laughs> and that's a, a, a memory, a perception in your mind, isn't it? So you see how sensitive and vulnerable we are. Just by one thought, we can go into a really, into a terrible state of mind. 
just thinking of some person that that's done us wrong and we can go into terrible anger or depression just on the, on just the thought alone so it's always in the present isn't it the pachubana dhamma and the the, the Buddha taught Pachubana Dhamma. Pachubana is uh, here and now, present. <coughs> to to be able to reflect on the present, rather than to always live in the past or the future. You could spend the day just living for tomorrow, and not even know you're doing it. Just be planning and thinking and worrying and anticipating tomorrow tomorrow is another day So then establishing yourself on what is here and now that isn't evocative, is it? Like the breath, the, the bo- the, just the, the physical body, the posture of the body, the breath, the sound of silence. That is your grounding place. That will, that will if, you, if you develop that as a practice, to collect it, compose yourself with with the conditions of the present moment that don't have uh, that don't set you off into emotional uh, extremes or in, uh, into mental proliferation. Com- com- rem- uh, reflecting on the sound of silence or the inhalation exhalation. If wherever you, whatever place you breathe or you, you, you're most aware of, whether it's at the uh, abdomen or around the navel or at the uh, no- nostril. I'm not going to fuss about what part of your body you concentrate on. Just whatever you find uh, most uh, easy for you, then do that. As the point is to compose the mind around that uh, rhythm of breathing. Also, the body to 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 bring your consciousness, bring your body into your consciousness. So that because the Western world, especially, uh, people tend to be very uh, cerebral, very caught up in the in their brains and ideas. So, <laughs> so you really need to put forth an effort to to just bring to to feel your body, to, to acknowledge its presence, to sweep through it, to bring attention to the extremities of it, to the feet, the hands, the tips of the fingers, and the various orifices, and the sensitive parts, and the insensitive parts, so that you're, you're, you're not just uh, kind of ignoring it, but you're actually just 
witnessing it, allowing, uh, recognizing, accepting it for what it is. We'll have to instill a sauna in the retreat centers. Uh, all these colds here. Now going on a fast for ten days and the result of that they reflect on the tranquility, it's a very tranquil experience. Except when I pass by the kitchen. <laughs> So I say in the, just the, the odor of uh, food being prepared brings, uh, if I allow it, you know, I can start uh, thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about uh, food. But as you, as you begin to understand your mind, you can, you can actually refuse to, to think about things. Not to suppress, not through suppression, but through understanding the nature of your mind. It's not like a, I mustn't think about food. Really, I mustn't. I must control my mind, kind of thing. It's not coming from from a reaction, but from having investigated how how the human mind, how my mind functions, and how to how to develop it and.
cultivated so that I'm not just a, a helpless victim of it. I'm not just a kind of Pavlovian dog who's reacting to everything according to the way I've been conditioned or just by instinctual karma as an instinctual creature, you know, just someone caught in the, in the kind of uh, instinctual desires. One, can, you know, one transcends that and still, they still, they still uh, operate, but they're not, they're not the kind of things that take over your mind. You're not, you're not deluded or, or uh, overwhelmed by, say, the instinctual drives or the conditioning, cultural conditioning. More and more you feel uh, freed from all those kind of uh, influences. Well, if you, if you don't understand the nature of the mind, then one is, tends to be just programmed by life. You know, you just, like the Pavlovian dog, you just, you just do what you're conditioned to, you just react the way you're conditioned to react whether it's appropriate or inappropriate or true or false, it doesn't make any difference. It's like brainwashing, isn't it? It's talk about brainwashing and techniques where you're, you're programmed deliberately through reward and punishment, <laughs> through, through con- continuous influence and pressure and stress to react in certain ways, so much so that you don't you, that's just your, the way you react. You don't. You, it's not voluntary anymore. It's just a reactiveness, habit, in following the impulses that that have been uh, conditioned into you. But then you can look at meditation as a different kind of brainwashing. You kind of like cleaning the brain, washing out the brain not programming it into uh, rigid patterns, but purifying or washing the mind, purifying the mind. Purifying the mind is not brainwashing.
also remember to reflect uh, often on the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as a refuge. This is uh, as a way of, of uh, establishing uh, that re- reminding yourself of that pattern of being aware of awareness of knowing things as they are the Buddha knowing the Dhamma so that the, this, this, this sense of Buddha is isn't just a a kind of uh, sentiment alone or just a, a meaningless uh, or exotic word in, in, the, in the English language that you use as an English-speaking person, but see, as, a, as always connecting with Buddha through mindfulness, as the conscious knowing, wisdom, intuitive wisdom, immediate clarity, and so that's, uh, that's Buddha. And the Dhamma is is what the Buddha knows. So the Dhamma is Santitiko Akaliko Ehipasiko Upanayiko Bajitang Vetidapo Vinyuhi. Santitiko is apparent here and now. Dhamma is, is always in the here and now. It's not whatever this moment, this here and now is the Dhamma the way it is. This is called the Dhamma. When we're and the ability to reflect on the Dhamma, that's that's the the refuge in Buddha. We don't become Buddhas. We're not becoming Buddhas. Where we are taking refuge in, in that ability to be awake and aware of Dhamma now. <coughs> now you don't want to think in terms of becoming a Buddha or and because that whole way of thinking is based on time and and self view isn't it I am somebody who through hard work and practice will become a Buddha or you don't want to even think in terms of I am the Buddha or the Buddha is in me we're not there's a little Buddha inside my heart or things like this they're not are not, uh, you know, they tend to be sentimental and uh, and can be quite deluding, thinking of there's a little Buddha inside you or or going into the thing of I am the Buddha <coughs> or I pra- practicing to become a Buddha. Uh, that that way of thinking is, is uh, to be mistrusted so that, that the... Uh, the refuge, Bhutang Sarnangachami, the, the I take refuge in the Buddha. But not as just a, a phrase, a, a kind of ceremonial sentence that we say, but that is the very act of mindfulness, that's being mindful, is a real refuge in, in Buddha. Connecting to recollecting, remembering to be uh, 
the, the way things are. The Dhamma, this, this is the Dhamma now. It's this way. And so the sense of, of kind of attentive listening. Not the mind will want to think, well, what way is it? Is it this way or that way? And we will, the, the desire mind always wants to go attached to something. You know, wants to have a perception or a definition or a description or something to grasp. But, but in this uh, here and now, Dhamma, it's not, there's nothing to grasp. It's just like attention, this patient listening and just being with, uh, receptive to, just to sound, to silence, to what what is what is uh, received through the senses. And then the reflection, this the way it is. The suchness, datada, as isness. Because that's a real refuge, isn't it? It's just, it's a very peaceful to just be awake and, and with the Dhamma rather than always somebody who's trying to become something. I've got to get my practice together, I've got to sit, I've got to make myself be patient, I've got to get rid of my defilements, I've got to really, you know, get somewhere and do something and I've got to make myself not be ambitious or not do anything. Mm. Trying to achieve is wrong, so I'm going to definitely try not to achieve. So then people that think, I'm not going to, I shouldn't achieve or I shouldn't be ambitious or have any desires to attain or achieve anything. And then, then what am I supposed to do? Just sit here? (laughs) 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 It's better to try to do something than to just sit here and feel totally ill at ease without anything to do. In a sense of, so observe, try to be very much aware of, of that kind of uh, obsession or compulsive feelings. The way the mind will always got to do something. Or you shouldn't do anything. The kind of imperatives that, that come into your mind. The endless commandment demands and, and uh, orders given to you to yourself just try to, to be aware of that as as a condition of the mind a sense of this compulsive feeling of having to do something And 
then we can. We can gently just be with the breath or the silence or the or the body. We can do things. It's not that we we you know, it's not we shouldn't uh, take the view we shouldn't do anything, but to be aware of that initial compulsive uh, tendency, that that energy that always uh, kind of pushes and shoves you around, try to be aware of it. And then we can do things in much better through just mindfulness and being more uh, attentive to this moment and being able to to uh, reflect, being able to to maybe concentrate the mind uh, in a way, in, in a much more skillful way than we can when we're forcing it through this compulsive energy, through this desire energy. Just when we're trying to, I mean, I used to, when I first started meditation, I used to force my mind a lot. I used to sit up and just, just you know, use my willpower to concentrate on the breath. And I'd get into just really uh, like headaches, and I'd get um, in, in the best I could ever get was just kind of a kind of a a feeling of of just a kind of sterilization of the mind. You, you feel like you 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 know poured uh, kind of boiling water over everything, and it's just everything has been sterilized. But it's it's a feeling of of wipeout and and kind of dreariness rather than uh, of of real uh, openness or real uh, peacefulness. Just the just the will uh, kind of uh, you know taking over everything and rejecting everything, forcing is is a way to kind of another kind of miserable mental state. So if we're just willing ourselves, just forcing, pushing, then the result is either you, you just, and after a while it just doesn't work. You just, you know, you just lose the control completely. You kind of become like jelly, kind of holding yourself up like this, and then suddenly you just collapse into a kind of jelly-like, wobbling mess. Santitiko Akaliko Dhamma, timeless. So Dhamma is here and now, it's not not tomorrow or last year. Ehipasiko, encouraging investigation. Come and see. Uh, now, the sense of immediacy, Pachubana, it's uh, and and it's like an invitation, encouraging investigate, encourages Dhamma is, is is something. The idea of Dhamma is encouraging us to look at the way things are. 
come and see. It's not not kind of just a some some kind of totally blank thing that you look at. That is, Dhamma is is everything. So this sense of of opening, receptivity, uh, encouraging yourself. It's it's uh, beautiful. It's a sense of of, of uh, it's not just you know this kind of cold consciousness looking at an object in a, a, a in a kind of a, you know like it was without any kind of warmth or or emotional uh, quality beauty at all just a kind of hard uh, uh, recognition all that arises ceases it's not self that can get into another kind of uh, kind of kind of sterile or 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 cold-heartedness, but dhamma encouraging investigation. It's kind, of, it's kind of ebullient and radiant and encouraging. It's not just uh, you know looking at something in in a in a totally disinterested, cold-hearted way. We're living in in a radiant universe, and it's. Uh, a loving universe. There's love. There's there's benevolence. There's, uh, there's compassion, joy. It's all. This is this is our human. Uh, when we when we let go of these fears and desires, then our experience of life is not just a kind of shutdown of everything, but a a real participation in this in the in the in the beauty of of being, the peace. Of deathlessness, of immortality. It's not just shutting everything out in, in 